Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Section K podcast. Today is Friday, July 17th. On today's episode, we welcome Mr. Ryan Rapp to join myself, Caden Rutherford, Cody Hedlund, and Cody Porterfield to discuss the action-packed day that consisted of, first and foremost, the Junior Youth NYCHA Scholarship Finals, followed by the Senior Youth NYCHA Scholarship Finals, the NYCHA Youth World Finals, and then last but not least, concluding that action-packed cutting day with the five, six-year-old Open Finals at the 2020 Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular. We're going to break down those finals and talk about Ryan Rapp, his final youth run at the NYCHA Scholarship Cutting, and what that meant to him to really go out with a bang to end his youth career. So we hope you enjoy this week's show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of the Section K Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Western Bloodstock. Western Bloodstock conducts all of the sales at the NCHA and NRCHA major events in Fort Worth, Texas. Whether you're looking for a ready-made show horse, broodmares, or your next young prospect, Western Bloodstock has many options available to fulfill your performance horse needs. Western Bloodstock is proud to announce the introduction of their new online bidding feature for the upcoming Rocking P Ranch production sale on July 24th, as well as the mid-year cutting horse sale on July 25th. These sales will be held in conjunction with the 2020 NCHA Metallic Cat Summer Spectacular in Fort Worth, Texas, and Western Bloodstock will allow pre-approved bidders to place bids remotely if they cannot be there in person. Live bids at the sale and phone bidding will also be available. If you would like to pre-register to bid or need more information, please call Western Bloodstock at 817-594-9210 or visit their website at www.westernbloodstock.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Section K podcast. The 2020 Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular is in full swing. We have one of our first champions of the show with us, Mr. Ryan Rapp, now a two-time NYCHA Scholarship Cutting Champion. First in the junior youth, riding Spooky's Time to Shine, and this year in the year 2020, riding the Great Mare, Something to Believe in, owned by Brett and Jody McLaughlin. Ryan Rapp, welcome to the show today. How's it going, man? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's going pretty good. You Happy bet. to be here. Yeah. I figured I was going to need to be like some big-time horse trainer in a few years, you know, to get on this deal, but uh, it's pretty exciting to be here this early. I mean, you already kind of are, Ryan. We were actually just talking about some of the horses that you've trained yourself and gone on to win uh, some NCHA events there in Fort Worth and some other big-time aged events around the country. So, first and foremost, big congratulations on – the 2020 NYCHA Scholarship Cutting Championship. Uh, what's it mean to you to have that title? Obviously, you, like I said, you won it in the junior youth. What's it mean to you um, going to college? You just finished up your first semester at Texas Tech. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But what's it mean to you to win that scholarship for the second time and have that senior youth title under your belt finally? 
Well, uh, for starters, it's pretty cool to have the saddle because the year I won it in the junior youth was one of the years they didn't give out, or it was like the year in between they didn't give a saddle or something like that. So it was cool to have the saddle, and it was actually something to believe in's first saddle because like when Jody won those limited non-pros on her was the years they didn't give saddles either. So that was pretty cool. It was really cool to be able to do that my final year and uh, kind of go out with a bang and and you know it is my last year and there's no room for mistakes and to be on that mare and to be able to to execute that was pretty rewarding yeah what was the process that went into you selecting that mare i'm sure um obviously your parents phil and marianne have cut for a long time and you guys own some magnificent horses yourself what went into the thought process of actually coming to the conclusion of showing something to believe in well, uh, it kind of all started last summer cutting. Um, I showed Manteca Mo and, and made the finals, and I didn't show well in the finals at all. Um, but, you know, we'd retired Don't Stop Believing, which is, was my mount the year before that. And uh, we had nice, you know, age event horses, but the weekend, you know, stock wasn't really there for the for the scholarship cutting. So um we'd kind of talked about showing kate but it was you know brett and jody were both showing in the derby so you know obviously that didn't work out and uh so this year she's seven she aged out and uh brett brought it up to jody uh in the spring and uh we all kind of talked about it and figured it'd be a good fit and uh so you know they took her and hauled her to colorado and then came back to Silverado and I got to show her once in Silverado right before this cutting and kind of get a little feel for her and, uh, her get a feel for how much lower my legs kicked and Brett's and, uh, and so it was, it was cool. It was, it was really cool. I have a quick question cause I happened to watch you show her at Silverado. Um, did you kind of have a little pressure or, or anything like that? Cause you were having a pretty good run at Silverado and you cut a bad cow and it, just ran right over you were you kind of worried about that in the back of your mind you know i i just wanted to kind of get a feel for it It was really funny when i was uh cutting those cows i was like just don't think about what you're on just go you know i've got a little my little five-year-old mare uh jelly she's one of my favorite horses to cut on i was like just act like you're on jelly you know it's it's fine and so i got to thinking about that and i completely like left out what horse I was on. So as soon as I put my hand down on that first cow, I started smiling. I was like, holy smokes, this feels cool. And I mean, she's crawling around and I cut a little pup in the middle. And uh, we didn't have a real, I was fourth in that set and we didn't have a really good feel for those cows. We weren't real sure what was good and what wasn't. And there's was a black horn that acted good several times settling and came up good on a cut and just kind of hung out. And I cut her on the edge and put my hand down. And, you know, I opened that mare up just a little bit too much on the right. And that cow saw that little hole and run right under her neck. But it was kind of good. I would say I'd rather, obviously, I'd rather that happen in Silverado. But I think it was, it that played a big part in me doing well at the scholarship cutting because we got that out of the way. Like it was, it was all up from there. So talk a little bit about the first go round at the scholarship cutting. Um, what was your draw? Obviously had that mare been shown in the watt, everybody talks about how horses are in the watt. My horse actually was shown over there for the first time and looked damn good in the scholarship. And I was very pleased with how he looked. (laughs) So, um, it's kind of cool to see 
how the horses are different uh, from pin to pin. So what were your thoughts on the first go round over on the lot? Well, so as y'all know, Kate is a very tiny mare. And so she obviously likes really small pens like Silverado in the watt. And uh, Brett showed her in the watt and had in the world finals in December or November. And, Absolutely. And uh, he had a little tough luck the first and second round, but went back and won the third round on her. I think he split it with Jesse. And uh, so – Obviously, that mare caught her groove in that pen, and, and Brett figured out how to work her in that pen because, I mean, I'd turned back for Brett working that mare um, for years, several years now, and kind of watching how he works her differently for each pen and that. Um, so I was confident going in there. I love the watt. I don't think I can cut a cow in anywhere else like I can in the watt. Like, it just something about it. I, I love cutting cows in the watt, so I wasn't worried about that. Um, but... A uh, little behind the scenes here. That mare quit sweating when we brought her in to show her in the watt. And uh, so little did I know that uh, Jody couldn't lope her at all. She just trotted her a little bit. She couldn't go outside and, like, breeze her out. She just had to trot around in the little tiny loping arena in the watt. And uh, she had texted and called Brett, like, eight times, like, what do we do here? What do we? And we didn't give her ace because they just stopped giving her a little bit of ace. And so it was kind of – stacking up for her to be a little bit fresh and then i guess uh right when they called the judges everybody kind of stopped and jody had a little shot to breeze her out and uh she sure enough double barreled up my over her tail head and and buck like i'm i was fourth in the fifth set so i'm right before i had to go in there and show so i'm glad i didn't see it i was sitting there in the corner on a horse and i'm glad i didn't see it and i went in there and she was darn sure fresh on the first and second cow but we got through it and i had a really good third cow that if i wouldn't have cut i might not have made the finals and that mare she got loped down and she was dialed in on that third cow and she felt wicked and so you know after getting to the finals and uh and how good she felt on that third cow i was had a lot of confidence going into the finals What'd you mark in the first go round? Two eighteen, just with two to, big misses. Enough to get by. That's perfect. Took a two seventeen every year. The scholarship cutting is as tough as. Hey, it comes. what about that junior this year though? Taking a two sixteen. Yeah. I don't ever remember that. Junior was super tough. Uh, big shout out to Cody Gann on heavy metal. Came back after he was the reserve champion in two thousand nineteen and won the championship in two thousand twenty. So, big props to him. Um, what were some of your other takeaways from not only the youth finals, but youth week in general, obviously the lack thereof. Youth well, week yeah, the lack thereof would definitely be a, a strong comment. Um, cutting it down, you know, it wasn't really youth week. It was youth three days. I mean, there's only three days of it. And, uh, and I, I talked to Claire Shelton, and she was like, man, it just feels weird being there and gone so quick and not being able to have the banquet. Like, that was one of our favorite parts of youth week being able to dance and and you know get all the awards right there and and that was i mean i mean that was sure fun that was a big part of youth week and just family all the fun night yeah exactly family fun night and all the events that they did for the kids and i mean it was really it was great so the lack of all of that really it had a weird feel to it it didn't it didn't feel right it didn't really feel like youth week just felt like there's a bunch of kids there you know what i mean and uh but and then the World Finals, for whatever reason, World Finals being three nights in a row was kind of weird too. Usually they had it get, it had a day or so in between at least one of the rounds. Yeah, it's definitely been different up there at the Will Rogers Memorial Coliseum. Yeah, and then seeing a big group of kids with masks on, you know, 
can't hardly recognize anybody. Uh, yeah, I know. Hard to pick pick little kids, little troublemakers out of the group when they're when they're all masked that up. That might be uh, that might be on purpose, there, K. Rudd. They <laughs> might a little bit of cover from them cameras. So obviously, Headlands talked a lot about working for Phil and Marianne Rap, um, kind of at the beginning of his Texas stint when he moved from California. So Headland, I'd like to get your thoughts on watching Ryan Rap grow up and um, what it's been like seeing him transition from a young pup to now he's a freshman in college, about to be a sophomore in college at Texas Tech. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, it's pretty awesome to see, um, especially because, like you said, uh, I think uh, when I first went to work there was in 2008. So how old would you have been in I'd have been probably – I'd have been six and turning seven. I'd have been – Six and seven. Yep. So watching him and Emma run around on the four-wheelers and Ryan and Emma not really liking me because I was like their big brother that would get after him. Oh, he was definitely he was definitely <laughs> my big brother. And I needed him and Skippy and Turner and all of them yeah. very badly at that point in my life. But watching him and Emma run around the ranch and Ryan driving just like his dad on all the equipment, whether it was the, the mule or the four-wheeler and – Emma and her little puppy in tow, and then Emma getting mad at me because she kicked me in the shins one day, and I told her I was going to put her in the manure bucket, <laughs> and I, we got really close. I was never going to, but, uh, and then, there. yeah, it, oh, the it was right was there, there on the corner, and she knew it, too. As soon as she kicked me in the shins, she was running out of the tack room, and, uh, but, obviously, to watch him progress and having to compete against him and watching him showing the youth, you know, it's, it's awesome, and. And then on top of all that, I mean, watching him do successful in the youth and, and winning all these scholarships and then furthering his career as a college student and pursuing, you know, a degree and something that I didn't do and I wish I would have, and I told him that the other day. And it's just really cool to see. And then then I have to, you know, compete against him in the non-pro, which is actually not as fun as – looking at all the youth stuff i'd rather him just stay down there but well it's fun watching um obviously when you first get into cutting the first name you hear is phil rap i mean the person that's won the most money in the ncha and you hear about his kids and obviously um whether it's a famous baseball player's kid or uh cutting horse trainer's kid obviously there's going to be some pressure to be successful and to win and to be on on top so i think it's really cool that you've had an incredible career, not only as a youth, but as a non-pro and in the limited non-pro winning events all over the country in Fort Worth and Vegas. Um, and then to just take a little pause and realize that cutting in the NCHA is going to be here whenever you come back. Um, go have your fun. Go get your education. Uh, use that scholarship money that the NYCHA has so graciously donated and uh, made available, readily available, I should say, to every youth competitor that comes to Fort Worth. And uh, I think that's super cool that um, not only you're going to go to college, but our association is going to play a part in getting you there and helping pay for that. So I think that's really cool and big props to you for um, – it's got to be hard because, you've, like I said, you've won events in Fort Worth. And um, like JoJo Lamont talked about last week, it's really hard to realize what you can win and – step back from that and go do something else. So 
major props for that. Well, thank you. It was, I'm very glad I did it. I would not tell anyone not to go. Um, it's just refreshed me. It made me miss it. Like I, I remember, you know, sitting up there like, man, I wish I, I kind of wish I was home right now working those, you know, be able to watch those don't stop believing's grow up and working them. And, and, uh, then kind of right before they sent me home, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable right here. I'm, <laughs> and then they were like, no. So you kind of got to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm still enjoying it, but no, I wouldn't tell anyone, uh, anyone not to go. Cause I was like watching the cutting horse central feed on those in the finals and, and, you know, keeping up with it and just wanting to be back there. And it just makes you kind of crave it again, especially, you know, being a trainer's kid, I mean, that's my, I mean, that's what I do every day. It's my job. Well, um, and we, we always have this preconceived notion that the trainer's kids are going to be trainers at one point in time. And especially your dad being Phil Rapp. I mean, he's been the number one for a long, long time. And I totally second that. I mean, it's just, that's everybody asks, you know. Well, not just start? that. I mean, just the dynasty yeah. of the whole family. Yep. I mean, Phil, Marianne. Even Emma, you, but just the way y'all carry yourself, y'all y'all play such a huge role of not only the number one rider in the NCHA, but just a, almost a father figure for a lot of people in the NCHA. Um, a lot of history goes with your family, and it's pretty neat. It's real neat. Well, yeah, one of my favorite parts of the finals was obviously every year listening to Tom Holt kind of read the biography whenever you're walking down there and. Obviously, with COVID, uh, Gma didn't didn't make the trip into no, town. Probably and, was probably was for the better. But yes. I thought it was really cool that you shouted her out on the webcast, and I'm sure that meant the world. Well, to her. I mean, she's got to be one of my biggest supporters. I'm always texting me I, every weekend, whether there's a cut or not. Hey, are you showing this weekend? You know, hey, let me know how you do. You know, always wanting to know, always wanting to stay, you know, in touch, but you know, and keep up with everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, I, it, you, you got to give her a shout out because, I mean, you know, although she can't be there, I mean, she had that live score up. She texted me. It was funny. I looked back at my phone. She texted me like right after that was read and like, oh, thank you, you know. And, I mean, she deserves it. She's, oh. been, she's been very supportive. And even right now, you could call her any day. And she will give you a rundown on the day, I bet. Oh, I yeah. Mean, she don't miss very many horses. Her mm. and Austin Shepard's mom are two of my oh, favorite ladies. And I don't even really know them. And they're dialed in on everything. We're just big Facebook friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. Well, yeah. they, that's, they remind me a lot of, you, of my mom and stuff, so it's pretty neat to see Reminds that. you of the high school rodeo mom scorekeepers oh, totally. up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. When you mentioned Facebook, and to me, it's like the biggest compliment ever whenever, for me, when I made my first non-pro finals, like having Austin's mom tag me in a post talking about how she loved my horse. Like, it's like the biggest oh. compliment in the world to have ladies like that that are cutting royalty that are still sure. tied in and are still as big of fans of the sport as they have ever been. Oh, I'm telling you, if you check a NCHA, anything that has to do with NCHA on Facebook, one of those young ladies is going to have a Facebook comment on it. I bet you anything <laughs> in the world. I mean, it's going to be there. Certainly. If not both of them, definitely <laughs> one of them. Certainly. So you started your first semester at Texas Tech in the winter time just like right after right after christmas right yes sir i uh wanted to i'd done the dual credit classes so i kind of had a little bit of time to play with and figured i would uh kind of make that fall run and get through the fraternity because finals falls right during the fraternity and everything and and uh being able to go show at like vegas and that you know it made it really easy and and be able to enjoy 
um, kind of that last little stretch of not having to do any school before we got cranked up. And how was it at, there at your first semester getting acclimated to the beautiful city of Lubbock, Texas? I must say it was different at the beginning. A um, lot less trees. You know, we're out here in the in the oak thickets and get out there and it gets real windy. And I remember I was going over a big overpass and I looked over and there's a dust storm rolling through. I was like, ah, you don't see that in Weatherford, Texas. That's a little <laughs> different. And, uh, I mean, it was – but I loved it and I made some great friends and uh, I hope we get to go back. Uh, as, as much fun as I'm having here with everyone, I, I do hope I get to go back this fall. Yeah, Porterfield's the pride of level land. Texas just due west of Lubbock. So, Porterfield, you got any recommendations on places to go in Lubbock, places to eat in Lubbock, places to stay away from in Lubbock? About, about, every, category, about every category, I can help you out. <laughs> And if I, I can't help you, I know a few guys. I had old Porterfield type me out an itinerary list there before I went out. He, uh, <laughs> it was pretty impressive. Shout it was pretty out extensive. The Cap Rock Cafe. No free ads on this show. Ooh. That place. The road goes on forever and the party never Certainly. ends. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. So besides Porterfield's itinerary, what do you already have a plan of what you're studying at college, or or do you have some classes that you're kind of thinking about? Or you know, right now, I'm got a finance or looking at a finance degree and that's that's what i'm majoring in right now and uh so far so good but i i uh obviously the great thing about the the business school in lubbock is a lot of the classes until pretty much your junior and senior year are very business throughout the whole business school um kind of a basics within the business school so if i wanted to switch my degree uh here in this next few semesters like it wouldn't be that i'd have to retake a bunch of classes or drop a bunch of credits so um i'm enjoying the finance stuff right now but like i said a lot of it is kind of universal yeah a lot of prereqs and basic stuff that you had to get back into and retake yes sir yes sir ryan you mentioned that youth week was three days so obviously after the first go rounds of the junior and the senior youth we rolled right into the scholarship finals um, as I said, heavy metal and Cody Gann picked up the junior youth scholarship championship, marking a huge 223 early in that first set. The reserve champion was Lily Irwin with a last hole draw who marked a 222 and a half aboard Moonstruck player. Hey, listen, I was sitting up there watching that run. I, shout out to Lily Irwin. That girl showed the hair off of that horse. And Walt for picking the cow. Like, I mean, they picked two. I was thinking she might have won it. Like, that was as close of a run. I mean, she was, she come out of there late. I mean, hey, let's shout out to Cody Porterfield settling them old cows in the uh, first and second set of uh, senior youth scholarship. Possibly the most nervous I've ever been in that (laughs) arena. I don't know if it was because the first time settling, but first time settling for you youth kids was not cool a lot of pressure there not pressure and third place was the junior youth world champion will boo shaw and velvet's revolver who marked 216 and a half so big congratulations to all those junior youth winners uh one of the runs that i really thought was going to mark a huge score that lost a cow right at the buzzer was none other than the khaki wrangler wearing cowboy brody magby aboard short scooting so 
What were some of y'all's thoughts on the junior youth finals? He, I want to say Brody hung it out on that one as he usually does. But I mean, he was, he was dang sure going for it. He wasn't going for no two twenty four. He was trying to find that twenty eight. He wanted to see an eight behind those two twos. He was tired of marking them twenty fours and twenty fives. And yeah, he did plenty of that in the world finals. Yeah, I think he had a pretty darn good week, and uh, I'm sure he wanted to cap it off by. By just winning the old scholarship cut in two, but winning three rounds at the Junior Youth World Finals, 22, 24, and 25 is pretty darn good. Hey, I know. And his khaki wranglers. Oh, yeah. I know Lance. Swagger through the roof. I'm pretty sure Lance did it in the senior. I think he won all three nights. But has any kid done that in the junior? Not that I, I can remember. I, don't I know either. Cody Gann I mean, had a really good World Finals last year yep. as well, aboard he heavy did. metal he too. Did. And it hey, seems like for the last two years, Cody Gann and heavy metal have won every cut and they've entered. I feel like the, maybe sometime in Amarillo when they had a bunch of go rounds for the youth, yeah. maybe that might have happened. They had two go rounds and a finals, but it would have had to have been like Jordan Milner or Elizabeth. Brumbaugh Quirk or Cooper somebody. Cogdell or Blaze or somebody. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah. But the youth was pretty tough back then. Absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it's you can see all those horses that yep. were in them finals. I mean, it's tough. Yep, and a couple first-time finalists in the junior youth that made their first finals in Will Rogers I wanted to shout out were Presley Green made her first finals in the Will Rogers, and, of course, Emery Miller made her first finals in the junior youth, marked 216 in the first round. And it's really cool to see some of our friends' children showing in the junior youth and that having awesome. some success and then – you look at some guys that have helped myself and helped a lot of us win and win a lot of money, and um, now they're helping their kids down there in Fort Worth. So for me, it's really cool to see that. So big shout-out to Presley and Emery. The Hard junior- work pays off because them two girls have rode more this year. I mean, they just grew a love for it. And Presley, good Lord, she's – Well, it's amazing to just watch her mature into a young lady. I've known her uh, since she sure. was – Casey Green has helped me every 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 time I've shown in the 15 years that I've been cutting, even before I rode with Porterfield, he's always been in my corner. So for me, it's just really cool to watch her mature into a young lady and see her transition not only as a show woman but uh, as a person as well. So, um, like you said, the hard junior work youth does pay off. The junior youth might be easily the most fun event to watch every year. I mean, yeah, we all talk about the Open Fraternity Semis and we talk about the 5-6 finals at the Derby or whatever. But the junior youth watching all of them kids walk down there and just ready to go. Unbelievable. I mean, how old is Emery Miller? She's not ten? very old. Yeah. I mean, she, she just, ju- she's about to turn 10. I'll, I'll tell you how just crazy shy of her this 10th is. Birthday. And there's a, there's a billion of these little kids mm-hmm. running around. I mean, we're closely, you know, in – in cahoots with Matt and Megan and, and Casey and Cody, and they're our good friends, and they help us. But, I mean, there's kids coming from all over the world and just coming to show at the Summer Spectacular Youth Cut. And well, my first it. memory of Jaylee Hall is her riding that little gray horse, and she can barely get her feet past the, the saddle pad and look at where she is now. She's one of Vincent Fort Worth. She's married. She's um, doing big things and, and – it's where you get your start, so it's really cool to see that. And, I mean, there's nothing more fun than watching a little kid just hang it off on one. <laughs> like, I mean, and the way they kick and – I mean, it's just it's just different. You don't see it. There's no care – usually they don't have a care in the world, and they just they just go for it. No, it's cool. 
I miss those days. I, I do miss too. Those days. Not a worry you in the just world. Just got out of them. No, so but the ju- no we're yet. talking about the junior here. I not know, the but it's senior. been twelve years since I showed any youth cutting. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, just I went in there and watched my buddy Big R Ryder Flynn. I mean, that first cow was unreal, and I was hoping it was all going to work. And he had a little heck on some other cows, and and I mean, it's just it's just awesome to see all these kids and then and then like we're talking about the senior youth too to watch these kids like ryan now like now he's in in the senior youth and we watched i've watched him grow up more than a lot most people have but i mean now we've watched him showing the youth win the junior youth you know a couple years ago and then now come back to the senior and i mean it's just that's that's when when i fell in love with with cutting was just coming coming out here to the derby to showing the big youth class yep you had to round out the junior youth, though. Like you said, Brody Magby and SS Black's Little Kitty were your world finals show champion, marking a 222 in the first round, a 224 in the second round, and marking a whopping 225 in the final round for a composite score of 671. That that's is some points. Really good. <laughs> uh, that was wicked. And that's just a special mare. Um, I got to shout out Julie Jarma, Don and Debbie Jarma as well. Um, I know that Brody would, Brody would want to want me to thank them for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Julie's pretty much like an aunt to Brody nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you don't know about SS Black's Little Kitty, seem like anywhere. You haven't been watching cutting. Yeah, Julie and <laughs> Lloyd, every single place they took her, they won on her. And then she's gone on to produce all these things with Blackish and some other some other horses that are in that lineage as well. So um, big shout-out to not only Brody Magby, but Eric and Buffy as well, and also Don, Debbie, and Julie Jarma for doing their part to give these youth horses some, some solid mounts to show. And you mentioned Will being the world champ. That's a cool deal too, hauling yep. all year. And, yeah, that takes and a lot of work. Yeah, yep. you You've won the world championship yes, sir. too. Yes, sir. I did that the first year in my senior in the senior, and that was that's a lot of work. That's a lot of miles, as it is for any world championship. But that's one thing I want all us California kids had trouble with because we couldn't mm-hmm. compete with the big cuts oh, out here in, in the Lone Star State. A lot of long nights behind the wheel of the Pete mm-hmm. for Chad Bouchaw. Oh, I bet. And he loves every bit of it. Big, yep. big props to him. I know he takes a lot of pride in. Um, getting all three of his boys in the saddle and taking them every weekend too, whether it's Brenham or Sweetwater or Graham or Houston or San Antonio, Gonzalez. Um, He's a big supporter of weekend cutting and youth cutting especially. Oh, for sure. Big shout-out to the Crown Ranch and big congratulations to Will Bouchaw being the 2020 Junior Youth World Champ. In the Senior Youth Scholarship, like we talked about, Ryan Rapp, something to believe in, 226 for the championship. Um, Case Robertson took the reserve championship on Little Ray Whirlacat for Lonnie and Barbara Alsup, marking a 223 and a half. And then third place, Langston Patillo and Miss Lacey, a family-owned horse, marked a 221 for that title, third place finish. Um, those three names right there at the top of the leaderboard in the senior youth, some pretty solid little horsemen there. Case Robertson's won this event before in the senior youth. Um, he's one of my favorite kids oh, on man. planet earth, he's both a him and his now. brother cash. Um, if you don't know them, you should get to know them, both them and their parents, Pete and Tori, uh, some of the best people around. So big congratulations to case finishing up his youth career as well. And then Langston, what's there to say about Langston? It seems like anywhere he goes, any class, he's going to be a threat. Doesn't matter what Amateur horse it is. Pro, for youth sure. Cutting. 
It don't matter. Yep. He's I believe of, that was – I talked to Blake today. I believe that was Langston's last run in the scholarship cutting as well. That's pretty cool, all three of you guys being at your last year and fighting for that W. Oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. And a couple of runs that I really liked in the senior youth. Big shout-out to Drew Sherrod. He did an amazing job showing Lloyd and Christina Cox's mare, Copperish, We've all seen Lloyd in every finals, it seems like, everywhere we go showing her. He had an unbelievable run going, had a little tough luck right before the buzzer, and I certainly thought he was going to be at the top of the leaderboard. And then um, Gavin Callahan as well, riding Madeline Colgrove's mare, Sweet Baby Marie, um, another great run that that he had rolling too. So um, an action-packed finals, one of my favorite days They were going for it. They were going for it. Well, that's what's so fun about the youth is it's just – Give him a spur bath, as Jonathan Rogers has said on our program before. Well, and like Cody's, my favorite thing Cody Headland says is, you know, just cut for your biggest check, right? Well, we're not that really goes out the window. In the yeah, youth. we're not cutting I for a check you. in the youth. We're cutting for number one. I mean, it's 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 all or nothing, and and so you know that that little bit of just oh, you know, I'm probably not going to do. That. I'm going to just play it safe right here. You know, that goes out the window. I mean, you're just going for it. Well, and and as Ryan's saying too. I mean, and it's been a long time since I was a youth, but we watch a lot of these cutting horse trainers that we're watching win these events, you know, and, and we, the webcasting was just coming out when I was in the youth, but I mean, I was glued to it all the time. And I mean, you can't wait to get in Will Rogers and you know, if you got something that you can show and you're walking in there in the finals of Will Rogers, you're marching up there for that number one spot. And, oh yeah. And that's, that's one of my other favorite things about the youth, like just, the no fear and, and hang it all out there because that's – I mean, that's where I learned and love to cut is watching the youth and, you, or showing in the youth. You want to know somebody who I watched in the go-round that showed like he was showing in the youth was Rodrigo de Boga on Sanctus. Like when he showed that horse, marked that 24, he looked – I mean, when he didn't quit that – second cow and i mean hung in there i mean it looked like he was in a finals or in a youth cut i mean he went had i mean got a shout old rodrigo out as we're watching him show right now i mean he was uh well that's one of the hottest duos going you know um rodrigo with his talent and experience and then you put that i mean the records show that that horse is very hot right now but two for two they're definitely there's somebody to watch out for. It's going to be exciting tomorrow and and uh, and when the finals get here, you know. It'll, it'll be an awesome four-year-old finals, I think. I know, I know if that horse is in that finals draw, there's going to be a lot of people putting money on him. Absolutely. And to round out kind of our youth talk before we kind of dive into some open uh, discussion, the Senior Youth World Finals. Colt Moore put on a hell of a performance. Oh, he did. Marked a 225 in the first round, a 216 and a half in the second round, and a 224 and a half in the final round aboard his brother's horse, Highbrow Nadine. Not only picking up the show championship, but securing a world title in the senior year. So big congratulations to Colt Moore. Um, he's been over in the Texas, Oklahoma area here for the last couple of months, and I've seen him really putting a lot of work and hauling down the road and um, really showing well. So big congratulations to all the hard work he put in this year. For sure. Um, I got to actually talk to Colt and his dad before the before he showed, and he was trying to figure out which horse he was going to show, uh, High Brown Nadine or uh, I believe Cat Scratch Sister. Yes, sir. Um, and I remember 
me and his dad were laughing. I, I didn't feel like either one was a bad choice. Um, what great marriage that they have, and and uh, they show them well. So props to their program, and and uh, it'll be fun to watch babies come out of them marriages. as they've been phenomenal the last you know several years you know it was funny talking to colt um you know and and i told him to show sister and uh, obviously it worked out well sh- him showing the gray mare but uh he went and took her to graham you know that cutting right during the the five six go around and he marked the six on sister and graham right there and won that cut and i was like man you might have might should have showed that one, and obviously, I mean, he proved me wrong. But uh, I mean, I, you know, that must have given him a little second guess there. He marks that six on that mare right before. Yeah, anytime you mark a twenty-five and a twenty-four and a half in the same two days in Will Rogers, that's pretty pretty Doing good trip. It. So yeah, big congratulations to all of our youth winners. Um, big shout out to everyone that came into Fort Worth, made the trip in. Uh, from wherever I know the NCHA appreciates it. Uh, myself, I appreciate it. Living in Fort Worth, I get kind of spoiled um, being right there. And that's kind of one of my favorite events of the year is a scholarship cutting. So big thanks to everyone that came in from afar and provided me with some entertainment. So thank you for that. Well, Ryan, lastly, I'd like to congratulate you on an incredible youth career there in Fort Worth, Texas. Obviously, you'll be eligible for some more youth cuttings uh, down the road this year, but probably not going to have as much time as you've had in the past with school and kind of being busy with that. So big congrats on being the 2020 Senior Youth Scholarship Champion, riding the great mare, something to believe in. And I'd just like to thank Brett and Jody McLaughlin for letting me show that mare and thank all my help. Tatum Rice for coming in early. He texts me uh, after the go-around. He's like – are you going to need me or do you have a, may I have a crew set up for four? You know, he didn't know if I was in the world finals or not. I was like, no, you know, you know, I know you got to get up early and get your horses work to be there before that set. But, uh, if you could be there, I'd sure like to have you. So thank Tatum and, and obviously my dad and, and everyone for their support. And it was, it was really cool to be able to show Brett and Jody's little, uh, the little engine that could. Amen. Couldn't agree more. So we're glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Me too. It, it, was, no it was awesome to watch. Hell of a performance. So with that, I'd like to get some of everyone's opinions, Ryan, you included, on the finals that ensued afterward, after the scholarship finals and the world finals wrapped up. We got heated up with the 5-6 open finals. And Cody Porterfield, I'll just let you take the mic first. I think you called it in Ardmore. One of your favorite runs of all time was in Ardmore. But, like, this run – being the last hole in that first set, tough cows, just a really good cutting run from West Gallion and Duramax Dooley to win oh, that championship. Man. It was – we were talking about how nervous I was settling cows in there, and I was kind of down, felt like I could have done a better job. And then I got to watching all these other sets of cows, and, man, them cows were just ranked. They were um, nice. They were hot and mad. And when this open final starting off, and you saw that many great horses and great showmen having that much trouble. I mean, unbelievable job by a Don Banuelos and, uh, I mean, all, all the top guys there. Um, Wesley Gallion and a Don were deep draws. James Payne, um, you know, the cattle, you know, whether they just cut better cows or, or the cattle changed, what whatever the 
circumstances may be, but you, you put that guy, those guys and those horses on good cattle, you're going to get to see amazing results. And it, it was fun. It was a fun final. It was a very tough finals, but unbelievable runs. I, I thought Wesley's run was incredible. I mean, just the first four moves that horse made on the first cow, if that didn't get you to the edge of your seat, then you need to find another. Oh man, that horse was that second cow got tapped oh, off though. Incredible! Mm. It was it, it was an unreal. That horse run. has gotten so fast. He's so fast that stop. I mean, just everything he does is just electric. I mean, but the way he can get into the ground and still that quickly and then just pick right back up and go the other way. I mean, it was to me. It's a it's, it's a pure Wesley guy. When I think of Wesley Galleon trained horses, he's always got electrifying runs and his horses always to me have a definite stamp on them to me that horse is everything that you think of or that i think of wesley galleon thrown into one um that horse is fast he stops hard he's real cowy looking i mean not blowing wesley's skirt up or nothing but incredible well, there's no no mistaking a Wesley Galleon horse. I mean, you watch one go down there and show. I mean, you could you take the rider right out of the picture. You're gonna know that one was trained by. That Wesley. is so true, so true. Um, unbelievable program. His, I mean, they're they're all winners, anyways. But then, then what about a Don? I mean, three it, out of the top five. I mean, he won so much money last night. Yeah, yeah the, reserve the champ, reserve champ on Cadillac Rays. Um, the Metallic Cat incentive winner for the Open Classic Challenge at this year's 2020 Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular was third place, marking a 224 on the 1027 Ranches Race Style and Smooth. And then he was also fifth riding the 1027 Ranches Stud Bad Boon Arising. And like you were just saying, Headland, you throw in those TQHA incentives for Texas bred horses. He picked up another $25,000 incentive aboard the little engine that could Cadillac raise and then $15,000 more on race style and smooth and then an extra 10k to add to Bad Boona Rising's record. So a uh, pretty solid haul for Adon Banuelos last night. However, may I state, are any of us surprised? Absolutely. Because, <laughs> I mean, Adon, he is rolling right now. The way he's showing and the way those horses look, it's – Oh, it's cool to watch. It yeah. really is. And how about Cadillac Rays being a little incentive check gatherer? I mean, yeah, he won man. the very first Metallic Cat incentive that we we had. And then uh, I believe he was second in his five-year-old year last year. Mm-hmm. And then winning it again this year. Coming in clutch, three out of three. I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive to well, say the then least. Then you have last year's Open Derby co-champion and the Metallic Cat incentive winner summertime fun and james Payne. Um, it doesn't matter the cattle with that guy he's gonna have horses in the finals and they're gonna do well they're gonna be cowed up they're gonna be and they're gonna stop hard. absolutely <laughs> and he's another electrifying showman just like you said ryan you take the, the rider off the back you can tell Yo, exactly what a james Payne uh hammer horse looks like so um that was a super exciting finals and i really enjoyed watching it and it was our first big finals post. Well, I, I don't know if you can you even say post COVID nineteen yet. Yeah, we're still in the. Well, the fact the that we've been having COVID. to wear masks around the yep. arena, I don't yep. know if I'd call it post just yet. 
Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. It's, yeah, what but are, we are still getting the show. It's so. definitely a different feel around there. What are some of your takeaways after, I guess, the first four or five days? Porterfield, you've been up there pretty much every day. Ryan, I assume you have too with the youth going plenty. on. Um, what are some of, y'all, some of y'all's takeaways with a Fort Worth event? And obviously we're masked up. I went in to watch my horse in the youth and went in to watch Porterfield show. And, um, yeah, I mean, wear your mask. Sucks. We all know, but we, we are going to do, do it. it. Well, and and I feel like honestly, it, it's been very. You know, a lot of us were worried about that and how much of a change there really is. Has been no change. Wear your mask. Respect the rules. And let's have a cutting. Um, I, I'm not saying I am for it at all. I'm totally against it, but I also have my mask on. I like to cut. Well, yeah, I mean, my dad and I were talking today, and he said, if if you want to cut and you want to be here, put your mask on. We might not love it, but we need to keep it rolling. I mean, just think how, how excited we are to ha- have cutting back and how much it means to have cutting back for our whole industry. I mean, we need to – We, need we to, needed it. Yeah, we need we it bad. It. And, and if you don't want to cut, then – just don't come. Don't wear your mask. Well, I mean, and we needed this, and we needed a, we needed the big Fort Worth NCHA event to Absolutely. go after the Super Stakes being canceled. We needed to, we needed to go cut in Fort Worth again. It was like when Jay was on our podcast when we talked to him. I mean, cutting affects a lot of other facets of the Western horse industry, and and. I'm not saying they're the the big wig or anything like that. I'm not saying we're better than anybody else, but cutting affects a lot of just horse transactions all over North Texas and and all over the country. I can't tell you how many of my buddies are, you know, oh, man, I found one of these reject cutters and boys making a good rope horse. Exactly, and and that's, that's why it's so important, and I agree with Porterfield. I mean, we might not agree with the whole mask COVID thing and, and whatnot, and but it is a rule, and and for us to keep cutting, that's kind of what we got to do. I mean, it is. It's just part of part of the new normal, I guess. I think it would be better if it was colder outside. I'm not Absolutely. Lie, once you walk in, into the stalls <laughs> with that mask on, I ain't it gets saying, hot. <laughs> I ain't saying it, it is no joke out there if you got a mask on, busting shape. It's an mm. it's an inconvenience. It it is a, definitely a yes. I a mean, it's hard to get your breath. It's hot. It's extremely hot outside, so when you do have it on, yeah, it's not cool. But you know, follow the rules. Have it on when you're inside, and and, and we'll when keep you're, cutting. And we'll keep cutting, and let's let's finish this show out strong and prove that uh, NCHA can hold hold to the standards. Yeah, and like Tom's got on the on the PA multiple times, or at least the two days that I've been up there, I've heard him a couple times encouraging people to put on that mask so um do your part to ensure that our horse show does not get shut down so i think it's good advice and good food for thought to um just kind of realize what's at stake if we don't adhere to those guidelines so Cause i think cody will be with me on this one but i'd sure like to show my non-pro horses in will rogers yeah so keep your mask on people well boys as we were recording the podcast we just finished up watching the five six-year-old intermediate open finals porterfield you mentioned his name earlier ryan you were talking about him as well rodrigo taboga man 
Uh, it's hard not to choose Rodrigo and the horses that he was on. That's um, no joke. But not to take away from anybody else in that finals. That that was a heck of a finals. Um, unbelievably tough set of cows, it looked like. Rodrigo, first, second, fourth. Um, Brady Davis, third, great run. Also, Christian Miller had a great, fast, tough run. Um, Brett McLaughlin had a great run. I mean, them guys, they, they put down great runs. They cut great cows. It looked like a very, very tough cutting. Um, cattle have been tough the last few days, I feel like. Um, and it well, showed it's been tonight. Hotter too. It, it's it, been it's very hot. hot. Mm-hmm. It's gone hot. You know, and some good scores for the tough cows. I mean, I know we don't have any 28s on here, but sure enough, I mean, to have the top five looking like this and top six, I mean, you know, and very it, that, close. That's tough. Yeah, very Not close. Not much of a spread right there. Well, and one thing I do want to bring up is Metallic's MVP had a little tough luck in the first round with Bo Gallion. Uh, they decided to enter Rodrigo, who's eligible for the intermediate. Um, one thing that's cool about the leveling here is they run the intermediate go round with the second round. So kind of had a little second chance opportunity to have someone show him. And look what happened. He paid come off. back and win it. Well, and I, I got one up to Bo, and he – he was excited. He he encouraged Billy to let Rodrigo show that horse, and uh, and I thought that was cool to see because, but Bo wanted to see that horse do good. You know, he had a little tough luck in the open, and bam, you slap Rodrigo on him, and and then you go down a metallic rule, mate. What a week that horse has had. Um, we've seen big run after big run after big run, whether it's in the youth or in the open with Rodrigo. So, shout out to. Rodrigo. Well, and and I mean, obviously they're campaigning. Metallic's MVP is a breeding stallion, so I mean that's just another another place notch to, off the belt. Yeah, mm-hmm. another place to make some money and and put some LTEs on there and, and keep him up there in the winner's circle. Yep, exactly. And this is the first cutting at a Triple Crown event that we've had using the intermediate and the limited leveling system. And I think, I mean, this is just another testament to that. I think it's a good it's a good place for everybody to get a little piece of it you know i mean there's a lot of people that just entered the intermediate and uh i think that that's that's awesome because then they they enter that class it's you know they feel like the level of competition is more on their level and and it just makes it a place for everybody to go cut and go win a check which is one of the most important things about cutting is making sure sure. everybody's having fun and winning money and giving play people places to win checks well then i really like how they ran it uh in the second go like caden said you know metallic's mvp had a little trouble in that first go and then they entered rodrigo up and him to come back and win it right here like i, I like where they put that and they they ran it during the second go and i think yeah that he was wouldn't a good idea he wouldn't have even been you know? in the in- intermediate if he would have been in those open finals you know so very true that's and and people get a shot to see that horse in, in another finals and 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 win there's another so many and there's so many good aspects to just giving places more people to cut more people to win checks shout out rodrigo toboga billy wolf um definitely two names you've been seeing in the winner circle a lot lately um cool here brady davis and his wife own rammer jammer that he was third on that's pretty neat mm-hmm. uh, shout out to brady and his wife um awesome Awesome, tough finals. It was fun watching. 
Christian Miller and Brett McLaughlin, who you might know pretty personally. Yes, sir. Ryan, you I think could we've say talked about after the after the scholarship at my horse trainer. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. On a uh, Western Bloodstock sale graduate as well. Oh, there you go. Throw a uh, sponsor. Sponsor, sponsor plug. Perfect. Sounds like this guy's listened to the He's listened few to episodes. The well, I mean, you just can't put a price on great education like out there at the <laughs> Red Raider land. Yeah. No. Good point, Porterfield, out there in your home stomping ground. So, um, with that, Ryan Rapp, it's been fun talking about your youth career, having you here to help us break down some of these finals that we've been able to take in over the last couple of days at the 2020 Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular. So, once again, big congratulations on being the NYCHA Scholarship Senior Youth Champion. Best of luck with your second semester of college, hopefully in person and not online. So yes, uh, best of luck with that, and hopefully we'll be seeing you soon at a cutting here in the near future. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for having me out. It was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. That's going to round out today's episode of the Section K podcast. Big thanks to Ryan Rapp for coming on the pod this week. We greatly appreciate it. Big congratulations to all the other youth winners and youth finalists at this year's NYCHA scholarship cutting. Um, It wasn't what we wanted with the events being canceled, but at least we were able to cut. So big thanks to everyone that made the trip into Fort Worth um, from afar and participated at this year's NYCHA scholarship cutting. Best of luck to all the non-pros and amateurs that are going to get heated up with their competition over the next week. And we'll be seeing you guys down the road.